This is episode 12 with Haley Cole. Welcome to the Manifest Miracle Show with me, Meg Sylvester. This is a podcast all about spirituality, mindfulness, and our connection to the deeper world realm. Tune in to hear stories all about people who have turned the ordinary into the extraordinary. Gain insight and inspiration to help you live a life that feels divinely guided and on purpose. So come with me and let's manifest miracles. Haley is a golden light healer, intuitive, and artist who started her spiritual journey at eight years old when she was introduced to various wonderful teachers and philosophies. Throughout her childhood and young adult life, she continued learning about meditation, intuition, energy healing, and divine beings. At 16, she became a Reiki master. She's now devoted her life to helping others discover just how powerful they are through her healing certification, YouTube, and speaking. She has also hosted and led events for companies such as Google and YouTube. She believes this work is so important because once we discover just how magical we are, we can change the world. Today in my interview with Haley, you're going to learn all about energetic centers, chakras, divine feminine. We even go into the true meaning behind Friday the 13th, which is actually really interesting. We talk about healing journeys and what it means to take radical responsibility for your path to joy and expansion. Haley is super down to earth but also super duper connected. She talks about with her connection to her guides and how to really feel into if what you're hearing is your guides, your imagination, your ego, your intuition. So this is a really valuable and educational episode. And I know you're going to learn so much. I can't wait for you to meet Haley and hear everything she has to say. Enjoy. Haley, welcome to Manifest Miracles. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing much better than when we originally had our podcast scheduled, um, which was during the crazy winter storm that, or snowmageddon, if you will, that came to yeah. Austin. When we had no power <laughs> and you were oh so sweet to reschedule. So um, I discovered you on Instagram and immediately just fell in love with your energy. Um, and then I saw that you did custom channeled art called Home of the Soul. And I knew that I wanted one of these beautiful um, pieces of artwork. And so um, you did it, you did it for me. And I was just so in love with it. And just our whole interaction together, I was like, I've got to have Haley on because you're just so lovely and fascinating. And I can't oh. wait for my guests to just <laughs> hear everything about you. So Haley, okay. Um, before, before we really dive into you and your story and what you do, I want to start with the same question that I ask all of my guests. And that is, what is one of the coolest things that you've ever manifested? Ooh, um, I don't know. So I don't know if this is the coolest, but it was the one that like made me feel the most supported. Mm, if that makes sense. I like that. Yes. Um, so I had just moved to LA and I was in like temporarily in this apartment and in the apartment, like I had a bed and everything, but I wasn't staying there for very long. I was only staying for like a couple of months and then I was going to move in with one of my best friends and I had zero furniture. Like I literally just like brought my clothes with me to California. I love it. <laughs> that, I love that it. was it. I had like zero plan, like looking back. Um, and I just remember like connecting with my team. It was actually kind of impassing. I was like, I don't have a bed. Like I don't have anywhere to sleep <laughs> after this. Like, like guides, can you send me a bed for either like free or really cheap? Like, I don't know how that's going to happen, but like, can you make that happen? And then my best friend actually messaged me and um, at the time she was a personal assistant and she texted me, she's like, Hey, like, um, uh, my bosses are giving away a bed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she's like, yes, please. So, so, thanks. Thank you, God. So it was definitely like, that's probably the one where I was like, 
I was so scared at that time because there were so many changes and I was just starting my business and I think I had like probably like five dollars in my bank account Mm -hmm. so I definitely um it just made me feel super supported and so that's always like the one that I probably would go back to I love that and do you know what I love about that I think a lot of times people get tripped up and thinking okay I I need a bed so I need to manifest the money for a bed like I need to bring in xyz clients or I need to get a job or something and it's always around money to get the thing that we want instead of just saying you know what like just send it to me and in whatever form (laughs) or fashion just send it to me and and I will say yes I will receive it um so I love that thank you (laughs) you're welcome um okay so in retrospect I probably should have done that but (laughs) no no it worked out and it probably because I love how you opened up the story of how maybe not necessarily the coolest thing but it was one of the things that made you feel the most supported and and in that feeling of support that probably propelled you to become I don't know even stronger in your beliefs and 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 manifesting because manifesting is simply it's about trust right Mm -hmm. and so I love it I love how that all happened so thanks for sharing that super cool very aligned (laughs) (laughs) I love it um tell us about your journey tell us about you know I I read one of your posts and it was about taking the leap Um, you know, even if you're scared and I loved what you said about, you know, what I'm showing you guys is the highlight reel. There was a lot of tears involved, a lot of maybe frustration, um, anxiety. So walk us through your journey. You know, you moved to LA to do what, what do you do now? Mm -hmm. What's the leap of faith? Bring us, (laughs) bring us to the story. So there's like so many different facets to the journey. Um, You know, the business journey was I actually got laid off in February of 2019 um, from this like corporate job, which I actually like manifested getting laid off. Mm -hmm. I like wanted to get off Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. badly. Um, And then shortly after that, I was just like, okay, like I'm going to just do this move. And I like knew I wanted to have a spiritual business. at the time I was like doing more readings um, and that was at the forefront of it. Cause you've always and, been very spiritually connected, right? From, from a, from a yeah. very early age. Is that correct? Yeah. So for me, um, I kind of like, I guess traditionally the way my, my guides put it is I started like my formal training at like eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but before then I just like really loved God and I felt like a very deep connection. And like, I knew that if I talked to God, I asked God a question, I would always get an answer. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was just this love that was just there from, and like, I did have a very, at the time, like when I was very young, like spiritual and religious mother mm-hmm. um and so she definitely encouraged that in me but I just like that love was just really just there you came into um, the world with that with that knowingness yeah. and that connection mm-hmm. yeah and then it just grew into then I started having the knowledge to back it up mm-hmm. um when I was around eight I got introduced um to this really amazing mentor and he stayed a mentor I mean he still is a mentor to me but he would teach me about like energy healing he's actually the one who like taught me Reiki and um the one who would teach me meditation and how to connect and the different ascended masters and the goddesses and how to connect with them and so it was just definitely a really beautiful experience that I just got to learn and um from him and then I started kind of going to see like really beautiful teachers who um, you know, I think have re- reached enlightenment. So like mm-hmm. Amma and Sri Karunamayi and Mother Mira when I was like pretty young. So I got exposed to that pretty young. Um, so for me, like when I think of people who are evolved in their journey, it's not necessarily, not that it's anything bad, but it's not people who are in like the personal development industry or right. anything like that. It's like people who have reached that point. So that was always my end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely a process that was ongoing. Um, and I was very fortunate where at like, I got attuned to being a Reiki master at like 16. Um, and then 
with all of that said, you know, when I, I grew up in a very small town, it was very small minded. So like all of this stuff, like I was not open about it. Um, I definitely like put on a mask. I played sports all growing up. Like there's definitely very two different sides to me. Um, and I almost had, I think, an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, how did yeah. that how did that manifest? Because for me, that manifested as migraines, depression, chronic fatigue, acne, like all of this kind of yeah. like, like pressure. Um, yeah. So how did it that, was, yeah. So when I first started um, really learning, I got strep throat all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a uh, throat chakra thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I... I think it was it went on for a year where I would like go on antibiotics, get better, and then like through the day later I would come back. Um, so that went on for about a, a year, but it was mostly like emotional, like low self esteem. I got into a extremely like toxic relationship. Um, literally, the day I became a Reiki master was the day I got into that toxic relationship, mm. um, which is very interesting. interesting. Um, and kind of like throughout that time um I just didn't really like think like want to accept that that side or I didn't think other people would accept it and I would try to talk about it it wasn't you know very well received and so I was like okay well I have to hide this part of me isn't something that people are okay with um but when you have that just so ingrained in you it doesn't go away right it's just like it's who you are it's just who you are Mm -hmm. um but I did I developed an eating disorder um I had such bad depression I had bad anxiety I got like uh, so much I got put on like academic probation with my university because like I couldn't sleep or focus um and I like kind of pulled myself out of it kind of I had like amazing amazing friends around that time who were so incredible um but they really like supported me through that and, and did they understand like your your gifts and your abilities were you able to talk freely to them or, or was it no <laughs> they were just um, kind and compassionate they're and... just very very kind and compassionate mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. there for me um and you know like kind of throughout like college I kind of was able to to function essentially mm-hmm. um but as soon as I graduated I got an internship um and I ended up having a really traumatic event, I got assaulted, and um, it actually kind of, like, made me do a whole 180 and be like, all right, well, no one's gonna save me, so mm-hmm. I have to, like, save myself, mm-hmm. and it was so much more of, like, I was so strict with myself um, and my healing and um, that part of my journey, and I wouldn't really let myself kind of, like, sway from it because, I just like wanted to be happy and like that was it wasn't to start a business it wasn't to like start like teaching other people healing like I just wanted to feel joy again um which I think is that's so important because I think now in the world of like self-development and self-actualization healing people engage on this you know quest for healing so that they can have this end result of abundance or all the clients Mm. or you know success but when we do it for the reasons that or the the reason that you just said which is the ultimate reason of of simply shedding the layers so that we can feel joy or or birthright of joy like that's so beautiful and yeah and you know I hate to like say should to anybody but like that should be the reason that we all engage in our healing journey yeah you know and and too like when when that is the main aspect of it then like all that other stuff just comes just comes right the vibration exactly yeah (laughs) yeah so um in that journey was actually when even though I like knew Reiki um I not that I didn't connect with it it was just I want, I wanted to go deeper into it. And I knew I like could learn more, um, especially cause like I kind of had a basis of, of healing stuff that was just my own that I could use. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my guides actually took me through different processes throughout this time period, um, and told me like kind of different things to do, like how to activate the different steps. Um, and that actually, was golden light healing which I didn't know at the time mm-hmm. and then when I moved out here about a couple months after I started like really came out here um I started doing the healings on other people 
and then about like a year after that they're like okay go teach it now like start certifying mm, people beautiful. and I was like what <laughs> that was never the plan <laughs> Wait a second. okay um, so can yeah. you some of our listeners they've probably all heard the word Reiki maybe some people have had the experience of Reiki but can you explain what Reiki is and um, how it can really serve and support so for me, um, I actually don't utilize Reiki as much anymore, um, but it is kind of like the light or energy is channeling through you. So you're a channel, which is really how any energy healing really works. But there's a series of symbols that are used and you kind of look at the chakra system and then you utilize those symbols to help and balance out the energy within the system. Um, that's like a very short version of it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah. So um, very gentle and compassionate and like beautiful energy. Yes. And every time that I have a Reiki session um, where I'm receiving, it's like, I, I, even though I never fall asleep or sometimes I fall asleep, but it just feels like I come out of it. Like I just had the best night's sleep ever just because my energy mm. is like, Oh, it's revived and it just feels yeah. it feels good to be held and supported and to feel this like flow of love coming through so yeah. um, I want to get into golden light healing and I want to hear all about that but I, I want to ask a question first about your guides so okay. um, throughout sharing your story you have mentioned your guides and your team many times and it's this dialogue that you've had and that you've been able to have with them that has really propelled you and moved you on your path. I mean, also you taking initiative and inspired action <laughs> from yeah. the inspiration. Take. <laughs> right, right. It's definitely yeah. a collaboration. How do you know that it's not your imagination and that it's your guides? I think that's something yeah. I hear often and maybe you do too of like, what if I'm just imagining all of this? How do I know it's actually my guides? Usually from at least like in my experience, mm -hmm. um, especially if it's a big decision, it's actually the ego that's telling me not to do it that I know it's my intuition talking. Mm -hmm. So for example, like um, deciding to like kind of move that was a, across the country with like zero plan, like that's not an ego <laughs> thing to do right. because the ego wants to keep you very safe and mm -hmm. secure and it doesn't want to push the boundaries. Um, and so for something like that, it's just like, okay, well, that's my, <laughs> that's clearly not, my not the thing that's yeah. trying to keep me safe. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I think it's really helpful to kind of know what your guides feel like and what their different energies are like, because when you feel their energies around you and when you can like feel into who's kind of talking or who's like kind of just around your energy field you know, okay, this is them, not my mm -hmm. ego. And the ego can be tricky, but truly, I think if you were tuning into your heart and not necessarily your mind, I know a lot of people emphasize like the third eye and it makes total sense. Um, but I find if you're ever questioning, tuning into your heart, your heart's not going to lie to you mm -hmm. through intuition because mm -hmm. your heart is like such a center of purity. So for me, whenever I am questioning, oh, this is my ego or intuition, I tune into my heart to, to see. How do like, you tune into your heart? Is. Um, I just focus on it and I ask it the answer. Um, and sometimes, cause I'm very, I'm getting more clairvoyant, but I'm very clairaudient. And sometimes people who are clairaudient tend to question things a lot more because it sounds like that voice inside your head, which is oftentimes the ego, like kind of speaking that way. But when we tune into our heart, it's a very like feelings, sometimes emotional, sometimes claircognizant kind of basis versus the mental aspect of it which especially if you're someone like me whose mind is just like constantly racing it's yes, that is me nice to just, yeah <laughs> sometimes it's nice to just drop in and ask your heart that question and then you'll typically feel like a warmth feeling mm -hmm. or you might not feel like kind of anything or you just will feel that no um somewhere in your body but it's really just listening and kind of tuning in and seeing how how your own system reacts to that whether it's a physical level or an energetic level and that is such a, a, a practice, right? It's not, I mean, for some, yeah, maybe they're like one day, like, I'm going to tune into my heart and listen to my heart. And it's just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And they hear it and they feel it. But for mm -hmm. others, it, it might be a practice of learning, yeah. even, even just learning how to focus on your heart. Like yeah. that might take time. And then even learning how to, to ask 
your heart a question that makes take yeah. time. So for anybody out there listening, that's like, well, you know, Haley's just got all these abilities and I don't. And so that's just not for me. It, it is, it's, it's called a practice for a reason. And, yeah, exactly. and any, we all have a heart, right? We're all energetic <laughs> yeah. beings. We all We're have also, intuition. We all have intuition. Yeah. So sometimes it just might take practice. So yeah. tell us about golden light healing. So golden light healing is, I kind of look at it as two separate and not two separate entities, but two separate different things that it does. So um, the first is really allowing the energy to be brought to the surface. So I kind of always tell people who are going through the certification, like you're not getting rid of anything for anybody because technically, at least the way that I have learned, like a healer can't really do that um, because people have to release their own karma. However, we can bring things to the surface only, obviously, we'll, everything will only bring be brought up if the person can handle it. Um, but things will be brought up to the surface and you help them with the release process so you're more of a that guide. And then the second part of it is an activation of that golden light energy. And I really love to teach about like the DNA work in the cellular system and how that works within the energy field. Um, so it's kind of like the two working in a really beautiful way. Um, and there's a lot of different elements to it. So kind of going over like the past life aspect of it, the inner child aspect of it, the different energetic centers, the different energetic bodies or layers or fields. Um, the energetic system is so intricate that it's really kind of going over and seeing how it's all affected and how a healer can can work through it and help someone deal with that um, through that process. So it's, it's like kind of in depth, but also very tailored to the client because something might come up that's attached to past life healing. So then the person knows what to do in that situation um, versus like maybe it's an inner child thing or they only need to have their chakras clear or something along those lines. Beautiful. I, I love how curated it is for for each person so this was all you downloaded all of this it was all just kind of I don't want to say just. it wasn't all at once. It was over a period of time actually like typically because the whole like the main process um lasted probably about like two years mm -hmm. um and so it was really like at first going through each of the chakras like okay well what does it feel like and my guides would be like we're gonna go over this one today like what is what is coming up here we'll show you what like what happens if you do inner child healing and like I'd go back to the same memory, like sometimes every day for like a week mm -hmm. um, and like really understand the multiple different aspects of it. So it wasn't just all at once. I don't think I would have been able to physically handle <laughs> right. that, um, but it was over a course of time. And for me, like, which was definitely the, the part of it was, it was just so that I could understand every aspect of myself so I could heal it mm -hmm. um but also I think it was so that I was doing it over and over and over again so that I could teach it to other people but it was over the course of about like a couple of years beautiful um, so yeah. fascinating okay so when you do golden light healing just what you shared with us you get really intimate with the different energetic centers of the body also known mm -hmm. as chakras mm -hmm. um can you give us an education on each energetic center, um, any common fears that will cause a particular chakra to become imbalanced. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so interesting because I, I think that there's been this like talk about how the, the chakras are like very it's almost like they're very singular in how they function, but right. in reality, they all like work together. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, I'll use like abundance as an example. So if someone is trying to attract like money into their life, they might have that fear around stability, which is that which is that root chakra, um, like blocked by fear. Mm -hmm. So maybe when they were younger, they experienced, you know, not having stability in their household or like that financial stability just wasn't there. They didn't feel safe. It can go through that a number of different areas. They that didn't feel rooted. Then, yeah, they didn't feel rooted in the system. And it's so, it's typically, I mean, the, the chakras can be affected at any point in life, but especially when someone is in the developmental years of like even zero to like two years old, mm -hmm. 
without even realizing you're actually taking on the energetic imprints of that time when that root chakra is really forming and it forms like obviously at different stages and can affect you in different ways but it definitely at that time period is the most intense so oftentimes we don't even really remember things that our root chakra is like holding on to and like it could even be past lives so Mm -hmm. it is really helpful to like pay attention to that and really ground in but then sometimes what happens is especially like all these women as an example is we might have that fear but then we also have that guilt of being able to receive which is where the Mm -hmm. sacral chakra is Mm -hmm. and then owning that creative power which is within that sacral chakra and like that creation energy which is like you know that cosmic boom and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman because we all have access to that and I think a lot of a lot of people might get tripped up with the sacral chakra and creativity thinking that it's like only like painting art singing dancing but creating is life force we're we're creating our life and it's taking something to nothing Mm -hmm. to something Mm -hmm. that's exactly Mm -hmm. what creation is Mm -hmm. um yeah and then sometimes when even they move through that then it's like well what's the shame do I have the confidence in myself do I stand in my power like that's the solar plexus Mm -hmm. and like maybe being even like decisive around it and knowing I have the strength to do that and then typically when we get through those three then we move to the heart center which is that heart chakra, which is blocked by grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes what happens is when we release all of that, we then go through this period of like grieving and sadness over even like inner child stuff, upbringing, um, you know, past versions of the self or, you know, relationships that we didn't even think affected us, but apparently they were like really mm-hmm. being held on to. But then from there, even if, when we release that, then we move up to the throat center. And then it's like, well, what lies have I been telling myself? What lies have people been telling me? Like, what is my truth? What is my purpose? Which is what that throat chakra is all about. And then once we speak our truth, then we break past the illusion, which is what our third eye is blocked by so that we can have the insight to be able to see into our future, to trust our intuition, to trust what's coming to us so that we can have that full connection and not have the attachment to any sort of outcome, which is in the crown chakra. So they actually work really beautifully and seamlessly together, but it's why not one chakra is like more important than the other. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people put emphasis on the the higher three chakras you know they're like oh well if those are activated and I'm really focusing on those then I'm gonna have all these abilities and Mm -hmm. but 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 we need those lower three to be solid and nurtured and taken care of and then our heart right that's the bridge between Mm -hmm. you know heaven and earth so Mm -hmm. um, exactly yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that education. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, okay. So let's say somebody just listened to that beautiful description you just gave us and they're like, whoa, holy shit. What, what she just said about the solar plexus and, and, you know, confidence and, you know, really questioning my ability and my capacity to, to carry out my purpose and low self-esteem, you know, what if they, they hear you talking about the solar plexus and they're like, yep, mm -hmm, I need, I need to work on that area. How can someone begin to embark on their healing journey, you know? And, and again, taking into consideration what you said that no chakra is working independently. They're all working together. But if, like I said, if they heard you and they're like, yep, solar plexus, something's going on there. How can, how can someone begin a healing journey when it comes to the energetic centers? You know, if they can't get a golden light healing appointment Mm -hmm. with you. Um, So seeing what it's blocked by is really helpful. So solar plexus is blocked by shame. Mm -hmm. So if we aren't feeling that self-esteem within ourselves, then what is it that we feel ashamed about ourselves? So for me, when I was struggling with a lot of self-esteem, like I felt very ashamed of my spirituality, my gifts and my abilities. So I wasn't able to show up in a lot of areas of my life. And even like that showed through when I was trying to build a business. So I wasn't able to stand in my confidence or in my power. So kind of seeing like what it's correlated with and what it's blocked by, and then really being honest with yourself. And you're not going to probably like the answers. Like it just involves like a lot of honesty about who you are and what what you believe about yourself but also knowing that any belief systems that are negative are just not 
true mm-hmm. um, because at the core we're, we're worthy and we're love and that's what we deserve and to show up in that every day is really beautiful um, but also sometimes what I find is we correlate something like self-esteem to just being around the solar plexus and while it's true it's in charge of that it's your power center it's literally the sun in your body it it's also going chances are you're also going to have some sort of thing going on within the root and the sacral as well um so also paying attention to like okay well if there's self-esteem stuff well what are you afraid of if you do show up as who you are like we also need to look at that and like is there guilt there is there something that's around there that is holding you back from fully stepping into that power so it is yes looking at the solar plexus but also looking at every area and especially those lower chakras because it's good to just like pay attention to every aspect Mm -hmm. especially if it's something like abundance or business um or even wanting to tune into your abilities it's well are you afraid of what's going to happen if things change are you afraid of you know people leaving your life or even things that you might like see like what's what's the fear there that might be holding you back um and when we release that and we step into that and we feel safe in our body and in our system then we can have the confidence in ourselves to show up in that light Okay. I love what you said for many reasons, but one of the big reasons that I love what you said is because you put the responsibility on the person that's in their healing journey to self-reflect, to bring up awareness, instead of just saying, go get this crystal, you know, or like (laughs) eat this food or, you know, because I do think that that's an issue these days Mm -hmm. in, in the world of like healing is everybody's like, well, just use this crystal or, you know, do this or do that. And while those are beautiful healing tools, um, I don't believe they're going to do the work for you. I believe they can amplify and support and bring in beautiful energies, but healing is, is a journey that can only be taken by the individual. And we've got to take radical responsibility for our own healing journey instead of constantly seeking out, you know, like uh, even, even going to a Reiki practitioner, that's a beautiful and such a supportive, really nurturing modality, but we've got to participate in the healing journey, right? Mm -hmm. We've, we've got to take responsibility and, and by taking responsibility, I mean, being an active participant in it, reflecting, you know, thinking back on your story, taking responsibility for the times that you've been toxic instead of blaming it on situations and circumstances and saying, wow, what, you know, what was it that was triggered when I was acting like that? So, um, yeah, I mean, do you agree or what do you have to say about that? (laughs) Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I'm a huge advocate that even, um, if you're a healer, you should always be guiding, you should be empowering your client. And like the goal should actually be that your client doesn't need you mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should be like the end thing that you're always kind of hoping for because you don't ever want someone to be reliant on you, but absolutely and that's a, I think that's a big red flag too. If you're somebody mm-hmm. who's on a healing journey and you're looking for practitioners, if you feel that energy from somebody that they like want you to be their forever client, Um, that's a, that's a little red flag that they might be a little misconstrued about. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And yeah, I think that we all have to take responsibility for that. And I know for me, like I was waiting for so many apologies that I was never going to get. And it's just like, well, what happened was not okay. And yeah, you weren't responsible for that. But at that same time, you're responsible for how you deal with it now. Right. Um, and how you show up. And so, you know, taking that and like, it, there's an empowering thing about that by like taking back your power and being like, no, I'm going to do this and I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up with love no matter what situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. And that takes so much strength and so it much does. confidence mm-hmm. in who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about your art, your customs, because they're just so incredible. And like oh, when when I when I received mine, I started crying. So I was like, I don't know, so just feel this in my heart. So tell us about them. They're called the Home of the Soul, and tell us about them. And and I want to know about the process because I just think it's fascinating. 
Okay. <laughs> um, so the process is um, I actually kind of like tune in to the person's guides and I asked them to see a glimpse of the home of soul. And I actually kind of learned that you can have multiple. So whatever one they need to learn about. And typically it's not necessarily what they want or what they think that it is. It's more of like what their energy needs at the time. Mm. Um, and so I, I tune in, I ask their guides and typically like, they'll be like, yes. And everything kind of like means something and it has a meaning behind it down to like the colors that are used. Um, and then I create it based off of that using like a digital collage. Um, so the guys are present the entire time during that creation process of the person. Um, and then when that's done, I send a physical copy. <laughs> that's a very short version of it. But <laughs> I mean, they're, they're beautiful. And so when I received mine, you then sent me um, a description of, you know, what my guides were, were wanting and um wanting me to experience in, in this picture and um you said that they were really calling for a cosmic garden and an ocean this is so confusing <laughs> i heard them and i a garden like, inside of an ocean i'm gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> but it's that's so me um so it was yeah it was just so beautiful okay yeah, so it was so fun but um, i was like what <laughs> Okay, thanks. <laughs> a garden in an ocean with roses, and um, it was beautiful, like a beautiful, like um, angel, angelic, like pillars, and um, this beautiful, like kind of pyramid tower in the back. And now, actually, when I'm in my meditations, I find that I go to that tower and like sit on the top of it, and that's where I'm meeting a lot of new guides actually um yeah. for me like a, a council is what it feels like so um yeah it's just it's stunningly beautiful um so in in these um channeled pa paintings what, what do i call it art channeled art customs what, what's the word <laughs> yeah they're not painting yeah so they're not painting so i don't know what yeah. to call them yeah, um, just say art. in these channeled art pieces um yeah are there any particular um, like symbols, like certain animals or certain flowers that come up often? And do any of these symbols ever have like the same meaning for everyone? So like if you see a rose, you know that it, it means this or is it different for everybody? It can be like common but it actually gets pretty specific. Like waterfalls are very much included in a lot of my work, but they actually mean different things for different people. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they can represent like intuition. Sometimes they actually represent power, but they might not want like fire in it because that's not the energy that they, but that their guides want them to work with. Um, they love the power of like the intuition or just the sheer force of the waterfall it can provide. Um, so sometimes it's different caves represent typically like, the the cosmic womb or mm -hmm. creation energy so typically if i they do ask for like the image to be in a cave it does mean that the person is like kind of starting to step into more abundance and they want them to connect more to that energy but that's kind of the only one that's been like the same mm -hmm. um, roses tend to represent the feminine but sometimes they represent like the awakened heart the divine mother um even just like the aspect of the divine feminine kind of just like unfolding mm -hmm. so it just like really is different for the person I actually haven't seen I think sometimes I'll see tigers but really even that's like twice um mm. and they typically represent different things so I just did one um and it came through that like a tiger was around um his energy and his guys really wanted him to be in that but it was like very different than another time where the tiger actually represented like the ego um mm. versus like this was like a protective animal and actually an aspect of like the higher self of the person mm. so like mm -hmm. they can represent different things but the energy is similar if that mm -hmm. makes sense mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah and then colors tend to be correlated with the chakras of like what the person is connecting with um, so oftentimes if there's a lot of blue, um, it's because the person's like intuition is growing or they're learning how to like really utilize the throat center. Um, pinks actually represent the heart because at a certain point, the heart can turn from green to pink mm -hmm. when it's like really kind of starting that awakened process or it's been awakened. 
Um, so that actually represents more of like the person's kind of getting to that point or they're like, that's a goal of theirs and that's what they, their soul wants to operate in. So it's very, very specific <laughs> for the, depending on who it is and the person. Oh, I love it. Yes. Mine was <laughs> very pink. There was some blues yeah. in it, <laughs> a big, beautiful, like, call not column, um, arc of flowers that mm. I was, like, walking through and a butterfly. I know that you know. I'm just describing it. <laughs> um, I'll post a picture of it, too. Um, uh, when I post your um, information for the, for the um, podcast, I'll post a picture of the art that you oh, created yeah. for me so people will, <laughs> like, be able to listen to it and then see it because it's so beautiful. Um, <laughs> Okay, so before we wrap up, I want to talk about, so I was playing around on your Instagram page, and I saw a post that you did about the real meaning of Friday the 13th. Um, it is it is not Friday the 13th right now. It's March 4th, um, but I love this topic. In fact, I hosted a retreat, and um, the retreat started on a Friday the 13th, and I remember telling people, like, this is actually a really cool day to have like a women's retreat Mm -hmm. um but we've been you know convinced that it's actually bad luck so Mm. can you like educate us on friday the 13th yeah so 13 is actually the number of the goddess um and the friday is actually kind of also a very divine feminine like goddess day it's named after the goddess drea so it's when those two things are combined, it's just actually more of a celebration of the divine feminine energy and of the goddess energy. But because of history and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anything kind of to do with the goddess and the power of the goddess has kind of been erased and then kind of flipped to be a mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now there's this whole stigma around it that it's like this witchy bad vibes energy. Um, which I mean, like, I know that people are witches and I get that. That's fine. Um, but you guys know what I mean? Um, it's like, well, because witch is another thing that's been like vilified by the patriarchy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like a very negative connotation to it Mm -hmm. because that it was actually a beautiful day for like manifestation, tapping into the divine feminine energy, creation energy, and like very much like in your intuition and allowing that to be at the forefront. And there was just a lot of creation that came from it and that scared people um and so then there was a whole like reconfiguring to make it a negative thing so that that celebration was taken away but in reality it's actually like a beautiful day for the goddess and to celebrate the goddess um and to connect to that creation energy and the intuitive energy but it's interesting because even in, in numerology it's like considered a bad luck number and I think there's like a March 13th that's going on with and that I've been seeing like all over TikTok and stuff and mm. it it's not even necessarily like a bad number or a bad thing it's just the goddess so next time Friday the 13th comes around we're gonna <laughs> like we're gonna have a big old ceremony and yeah. manifest and eat some chocolate be, right and dance and it's gonna exactly. be great like let's shift the narrative um so speaking of shifting the narrative let's let's talk a little bit about the divine feminine and um how we can meet you our listeners can really begin to step more fully into our feminine power. And this doesn't just mean women, females, Mm. right? Everyone has a feminine and a masculine energy in the divine feminine. I'd love to hear what you have to say about that, what it really means, how we can embody that feminine energy more fully and how it will just really enhance our lives and our well-being Mm. to, to, to call that in and to, or not call it in, it's already there to open up to it it is really important to just I think if especially if you're just starting out again it's like connecting that it's safe to be in your feminine because oftentimes through you know society and upbringing even if it was a familial structure even like being in the feminine energy or expressing the feminine energy was being told to like tone it down or don't do that and it was shut down and so oftentimes if you're just starting out that journey it's just feeling safe so how would you describe the feminine energy for someone who who, who doesn't even know what that feels like yeah so it's very it's more flowy the masculine is very structured um and it kind of it's more in touch with the intuition and again because we have both 
energies within it's not saying that like the masculine can't be intuition or like have intuition it's they have both of the energies but it's more connected to the intuition it's more connected to sensuality it's creation it's receptivity and it's allowing yourself to feel safe in and owning that side and feeling in that flow state um and connecting to that so even doing things like moving your hips or dancing or creating or singing like whatever you do to allow that creation energy to flow through you but doing it through the conduit of joy can be very empowering to help you step through into that back into the feminine because the feminine doesn't really care about structure (laughs) and she's very trusting um, and knows that it's kind of always going to be provided for her which is why she can be so flowy and just in that reception mode so kind of allowing yourself to be in that and being like, well, when I feel in that flow, if I feel like I can kind of like release and just receive, do I have to, do I feel like I have to be in control? And if that's the case, then that's probably actually kind of something that might be in like, okay, maybe we're not quite comfortable being in the feminine, which is totally fine. Like I had to do work around as well. Mm -hmm. Most women do because we live in a more masculine society. We've been taught that, you know, those masculine qualities are the only way to achieve success. Structure, hustle, go, go. (laughs) Which is totally not true at all, especially if you identify with being a more divine feminine energy. And that's the energy that you feel the most at home with. For you, it's actually, it'll almost be detrimental to you if you're in that hustle and go, go energy all the time. Which happened to me. I got so burnt out because I thought I had to show up in this certain light and, um, you know, all those health problems manifested. I got burnt out, depressed. And because I'm someone who definitely, um, is meant to, to be in that divine feminine. I, I feel more joyful and flowy. And, um, but for, for a long time I was, you know, shut that down. It was like, nope, I got to be in the hustle. I got to prove, I got to accomplish, achieve, climb, you know, even, even the, um, the, uh, fields that I would study, um, and not study, but that I thought I needed to go into in order to prove my worth as a successful woman, um, Mm. were very masculine, traits, you know, like marketing and, um, but not, not marketing and like fun advertising and creating, but like metrics and like, yeah. now I'm like, what was <laughs> <is> I doing? <laughs> that yeah. is not me. So yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, that's, it's really like stepping into that pleasure and stepping back into that joy. But I, there's been so much stigma around that that sometimes it's like breaking through that at first is what people need to do. And especially if you are someone who wants to have a business and you're a divine feminine who wants to have a business, understanding that, that creation energy and that receiving energy, which is the feminine, that's literally manifestation energy. And so if we're building something and this is like the beef that I have, like I have a lot of beefs with the secret, but like one of the beefs that I have with the secret is that, they completely kind of teach it and it's how manifestation is taught a lot in today's society is that it's going 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 it's writing something 75 times and it's it's a hustle yeah and it's just like no the energy of manifestation keeping that that fist closed yeah Yeah, it's it's like the energy of manifestation is creation energy and it's receiving and it's not that that stuff is bad but really what it's going to do is like, it just builds up the belief system because you have a belief system that if I do this, then it'll happen. And so if, but if you have the belief system of, I asked for it one time and then I just work on getting my vibration up to that point, then you'll get the same result. It's oh, just that is so freeing. That is so yeah. liberating <laughs> to hear that. Yeah. I hope everybody like <laughs> takes that from, from this episode that you can ask one time and then get your vibration in alignment yeah. with what you asked for. It's not about manifestation techniques. And if you miss one technique, then it's screwed. You're not going to get yeah. it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're going to have things come up because if you're asking for it, then the universe is going to be like, okay, well, this is like, this is outside of the current vibration that your frequency is in. So to get you to that point, which we want to give to you, 
then you're just gonna have to release some stuff. And so then sometimes we think like, oh, it's not working because all this stuff is coming up and I'm not in a good place. But in reality, it's purging so that you can get to that next level and be at that vibration that your manifestation mm. is coming to. Mm. So it's actually a good thing if things come up. <laughs> right, man, I feel like you just like gave a lot of people a big sigh of relief of like, oh, that's what the F is happening right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just asked for a bed and now. <laughs> oh, amazing, thank you. Okay, thank you for all of the, just the education you brought today. So let's wrap up with one final question and that is, what does the word miracle mean to you? Ooh, um, it's just like the essence of God's creation and like what God can really do. Literally the snap of the fingers like can change your life. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, Haley, if people want to work with you, so we know that you are teaching and certifying people in golden light healing, correct? And mm -hmm. then you're doing the custom soul, bleh, home of the soul um, pieces. <laughs> and how mm -hmm. else? Is there other ways that people can work with you? Um, so I am offering like kind of one more spot for mentorship, but I only have like one left but mostly it's through um the customs or through the golden white healing certification beautiful <laughs> and guys i highly encourage you to go to Haley's instagram um i love all the the reels that you make and the videos <laughs> and you like make conversations with guides seem so fun and approachable <laughs> and just the way that you share really esoteric principles you make it very relatable and approachable and fun and funny and joyful. Um, so I appreciate, I appreciate that and, and your contribution and your energy. Um, anything else you want to share? No, but I'm very grateful. So thank you so much. Cause same to you, you just do so many beautiful things for people and the way that you show up in the feminine is very inspiring. I think for, for everyone to see, but especially women who really want to step into that power. So thank you for everything. Well, you're doing. thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I um, have enjoyed chatting with you so much and I can't wait for everybody to listen. Um, so thank you guys. I hope that you learned so much listening to Haley. I know I did. And um, let's all plan a big party on the next Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal. It's a date. <laughs> all right. Bye, Haley. Bye. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope this episode serves you on your path of expansion. If you'd like to go deeper, check out my free guided meditation to connect you to the wisdom of your spirit guides. Head over to my website now, megsylvester.com, to grab your copy, and I'll see you in the cosmos.